My dear Natasha, news of your daring escape has reached my ears. The Imperial worlds are abuzz at the scandal that a woman of your standing would leave your betrothed Count Carlo alone at the altar. You were seen leaving for the wild blue on an anonymous ship. A smuggling vessel, no doubt. Come to me, Natasha. Lady Blackbird, and let us be united once again. If you have indeed given up your Imperial life, then stand by my side as the Pirate Queen you were destined to be. Just be careful in the wild blue. Carlo's ships are sure to lurk about, looking to clip your wings and thrust you back into his gilded cage. But hold fast. I'll send directions in my next letter. Yours, forever, through endless time, across oceans of sky. Uriah Flint. Hi, I'm Jory. I'm playing Kale Arkham, and it's good to be here. Hello, I'm Jordan. I'm playing Snargle, the pilot of the Owl, and it is good to be here. I'm Jillian. I'm playing Natasha Siri, a.k.a. Lady Blackbird, and it's good to be here. I'm Jesse. I'm your GM, and this airship is about to experience some turbulence, so please return to your seats, fasten your seatbelts, and welcome to many realms. Welcome, everyone. Today we are playing Lady Blackbird by John Harper. Our adventure begins in the brig of the Hand of Sorrow, which is the large ship that has captured your ship and left you locked here. The brig is cramped, dark, stinky, and two burly guards stand at the shadowy corners where the entrance and exit of the room is located. Besides yourself, Lady Blackbird, the pilot of the ship you hired, Snargle, and the first mate of that ship, Kale Arkham, we also have Naomi Bishop, your personal bodyguard, as well as Cyrus Vance, the owner and captain of the Owl, who is currently pressed into the back wall of the brig, his collar turned up because he's worried that it's only a matter of time before his ship is identified and he is hauled off to jail. Are we being held by, like... The air cops, or...? Yes. Lady Blackbird, you bailed on an arranged marriage. The Imperial Cruiser Hand of Sorrow captured you, ostensibly because you were flying a false flag. You were sort of posing with, like, forged credentials. And now that your credentials are being run on the registry, uh, it's only a matter of time before the people realize your true identities. They don't realize that they are actually in possession of Lady Blackbird herself at this moment. I do have locks as a as a trait. Okay. So I could just start trying to pick the lock of the cell. Okay, Kale. So in order to pick the lock of the cell, you are going to roll to overcome this obstacle. 
Since you are trying to unlock a locked jail cell from the inside, I would rate this as a challenging obstacle. It's of an above average difficulty. Mm -hmm. That means that you will need to roll four or more successes in order to succeed on this roll. Mm -hmm. So you're going to create a dice pool. You're going to start with one die. You're going to add two more because you're using your burglar trait as well as the locks tag within that trait for a total of three. Mm -hmm. And then you will need to spend the rest of the dice that you wish to spend from your starting dice pool of seven. If I may. Yes. Uh, Snargle reaches into his mouth towards the back teeth and he kind of roughly pulls and produces a gold tooth, but through uh, decay and age, it's almost more like a foil gold tooth and gives it to you uh, because it has the malleable powers of a lockpick. Snargle, when you wrench your gilded goblin tooth out of your maw and pass it over to Kale with a smile and a wink, I suppose, you give them a die from your pool. So you should make sure you note that your pool is now down to six and Kale has an additional die to roll. So I think I want to roll six dice total. I also want to thank Snargle for this very wet pick. It sounds like a non-thank you. It's gross. <laughs> I like, I'll dry it off in my shirt before trying to pick this lock, and I'm gonna try and roll six dice, two, four, or higher. Oh, so that's a that's a failure, unfortunately. That's a failure. So this means, uh, Snargle, you get your die back, you get the two that you spent back, Kale, and you get an additional one. Without attempting to run any kind of distraction or counterplay here, the guards who are being paid handsomely by the Imperial forces to keep you prisoner watch as Kale sidles up to the lock and tries to start jimmying with it subtly, but because there's not much other substance in this room, the guards pretty quickly notice the noise and efforts that Kale is trying to keep hidden. So the guard actually reaches through the bar and grabs your hand, Kale, and painfully pries your fingers back and snatches Snargle's gold tooth out of your hand. He brings it up to his eye. He inspects the rich coloring on Snargle's tooth, Mm -hmm. and he pockets it for his own uh, perk. That is mine. Not anymore. <laughs> I wanna, I wanna do magic. Sure. The guards are now standing like a bit closer. They're now resolving to watch you kind of more closely because they know you're being antsy. And the, that guard is taunting you and saying, "I'm sure we're gonna get your names from the registry soon enough, and then you'll be holed off." Lady Blackbird, you're secretly a noblewoman disguised as a commoner. How do you feel being spoken down to by this um, kind of slovenly prison guard? Oh, I hate it. I absolutely hate it. It's so beneath me to be here. Like, I just didn't want to marry that dude. So, yeah, I want, I want, I want to do fun lightning magic and use the tooth as like a conduit. Do you have fun lightning magic? I do. I do. I'm a master sorcerer, and one of the trait tags is lightning. All right. I wanted to do the cartoony skeleton reveal. I, we can arrange that, I'm sure, as long okay. as you succeed on this roll. Yeah. <laughs> I would say he's standing right close to you. He doesn't realize that you have magic powers, so I'd say this is a pretty standard difficulty to fire off like a lightning spell through the bars. You're going to try to reach three successes. I will also say Kale, when you uh, attempted to pick the lock, you hit your key, uh, the key of the mission. Mm-hmm. And when you hit a key, you can either take an experience point or add a die to your pool. I 
want to take an experience point. Cool. Sorry to interrupt you, Lady Blackbird. Are you ready to roll to unleash some fucking lightning? Yeah. So I will roll five dice and see what happens. Trying to hit three successes. Two successes and three threes. All right. Um, I'm thinking you guys are going to want to start spending a higher portion of your pool. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Lady Blackbird, you are incensed by the guard's comments and you stride forward, raising your glove and the fingers crackle with beautiful blue-pink lightning and you fling your hand out and attempt to reveal the guard's skeleton through his silhouette so that everyone knows the shape of him. Um, (laughs) As is proper. Unfortunately, uh, the guard sees you coming and ducks it strikes a pretty important looking panel in the wall that's full of small valves and gaskets. And basically uh, a huge shower of sparks scatters across the entirety of the brig and you hear an alarm start to sound. Some yellow lights in the corners of each room flicker on and start fading to red. And uh, some smoke is starting to whisk out of this panel. And from deeper within the hand of sorrow, you can hear some shouting. You maybe have caused some system to fail on the hand of sorrow with your feisty lightning attack. Hmm. Sorry about that. Snargle steps forward and is going to try to fit through the bars by using his shape warping, which can allow him to change shape, growing shorter, taller, fatter, thinner, or changing my skin color at will. I would like to grow thinner, small enough to fit through the bars. As a goblin is wont to do. Okay, my intent my intent right now, uh, just so you know if it's multiple roles, is to, is to sneak through, well, you know, slip through small and then grow like as big as this guard, like grow three or four feet tall and then, you know, go from there. Naturally, naturally. So obviously I know I'm going to have to do a roll in there, but is that going to be two, like, each time I shift or whatever it is? Yeah, I'd say getting out of the cell and, like, dispatching the guard are two obstacles. So even if you're using the same method of doing both things, there's, like, two objectives you're trying to complete, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm going to take three away, leaving me with four to get seven for this roll. Okay. No. Seriously? (laughs) I got four, four, one, 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 two, two. Guys, (laughs) Guys, <laughs> Snargle, you are able to like goblin shapeshift no problem. Of course, it's your like innate goblinoid ability. I think the problem is that um, the lightning that Lady Blackbird cast that was kind of disrupting that panel is still kind of flickering around the brig a little bit. And when you try to shapeshift and like noodle your way through these gates, a flicker of sparks and lightning kind of latch onto them and the bars get zapped a little bit and you get sort of... Um, Does Snargle get electrocuted so we see Snargle skeleton? And it's warping and weird. <laughs> we see Snargle's kind of rubbery sort of claymation skeleton as he <laughs> attempts to shapeshift through these electrified bars. He's tossed, he's launched back into the back corner of he lands on Cyrus, his captain, who cradles him in his arms. I'm s- sorry, sir. You tried your best, Snargle. I really did. He brushes some ash off your cheek. The guard is standing up and um, he is realizing that the ship system has been attacked by Lady Blackbird's magic and he's panicked. He actually is looking like he's getting up, dusting himself off and turning to run away. You can see on his belt where he has the big loop of keys uh, that are about to be leaving the jail. So now would be a good time to attempt to get them from him before you are trapped on the brig of a doomed 
Gosh, shit. Is it gun time? Could be gun time. Do you have a gun? Oh, I feel like Lady Blackbird is the kind of person who would, like, have a gun strapped somewhere. On her butt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. So I think I think she pulls a small gun out and intends to shoot the person who's uh, leaving because the keys have to stay here. You've all failed your rolls, so your die pools have increased. So again, I'd encourage you to spend, spend, spend and tell me about this roll. What are we pulling here? Okay. We're using the athletic trait and we're definitely using the shooting tag. Um, there are eight dice in my dice pool. And how many do I need to succeed? I'm going to default this back to, to three difficult. Okay. Because I'm going to roll eight dice. You're in a desperate situation. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm a desperate lady and I got places to be, pirates to marry. There are three successes. <laughs> but you succeed. Tell me about this. Tell me what happens. I'm embarrassed that, you know, the lightning went askew and electrocuted my pilot instead. I like pull the gun out of my boot, stick my arm out of the cell, bang, bang. Are you shooting to kill? Yeah. Mm, All right. Nice. (laughs) I wonder if that's one of your keys, if you're attempting to complete the mission or even showing your superiority to the guard that teased you. You can only do one, I think. I think this is key to the Paragon. I think this is the noble thing. Are you going to take an experience point or return a die to your pool? Well, I should probably return a die to my pool. (laughs) Yeah. The guard's down. The keys are reachable off the belt. Lady Blackbird, you grab them and you unlock the cell. The ship suddenly lurches and leans and lists heavily to one side. The five of you are kind of launched forward past the opening cell door as narrative forces literally propel you out of the cell and into the rest of the ship. But you're free of the brig. The other problem is that Captain Hollis, the commander of the Hand of Sorrow, is currently running your registry over the wireless. So if he completes that task, then he will be certain of all of your true identities or be able to make a strong educated guess, which may bring further trouble down the line. So it's up to you if if it's worth your time to attempt to stop that process before you head to the owl or however else you want to play this. Naomi Bishop, your bodyguard, rifles through the guard's pockets and uh, she returns Snargle's gold tooth. She says, I think this belongs to you. Oh, thank you so much. And she pulls a uh, piece of body armor that she thinks will fit Lady Blackbird well enough. And she says, um, you need to be careful, my lady. This ship is crawling with Imperial Guards. But I think that we should hurry. My baby has not been without its paw for so long. <laughs> what? Your baby? The ship? The, the owl. And the, oh, and the I thought you had a baby at home that you were trying oh. to get to. I thought you were adding it's a, backstory. It's kind of a, it's a, it's kind of a classic <laughs> trope. I thought we were around. playing, yeah, sort of snargle daddy. Um, okay, what's the plan? We're on the hand of Sarah. We're exiting the brig. Where are we going? We got to jam the signal before we can get back onto our ship or else more more of these guys are going to just come after us. Yeah, I, I agree. I would love to uh, stay anonymous <laughs> as long as we can. Where? How would they be doing the this um, like search? You can uh, attempt to head to the exterior of the ship and dismantle the uh, radio module that is actually sending and receiving the signal. So someone would have to do a cool like climb on the outside of the ship scene. Um, so basically what you're looking for is like 
on one of the passages of the ship, there will be like a ladder shooting straight up, like a chute. And that will usually be, you know, where a guard is posted because it's like ship access. Um, and that's, you'll want to find the closest one, get up it and get to the outside and dismantle the module. Okay. So we're, 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 we're just going to start exploring, I think. It doesn't take long. As soon as you exit the brig, again, the ship is kind of careening, not as badly as it was when you were flung out of the brig, but it's clear that they are taking some time to recover from whatever the fuck Lady Blackbird did. But uh, there's still like a sense of panic. And you can see that down the hallway, this cramped, rickety hallway with uh, pipes and wires and coils of cables running across all of the walls and the ceiling, you can see one of these access chutes and the guard who is in front of it is terrified. He looks really panicked. You can see his face is super pale. He's like clutching his plasma rifle with like all 10 fingers. He is looking around frantically. He doesn't know what's going on or what has gotten into his job today aboard the Hand of Sorrow. And it looks like you'd be a pretty good access point as long as you can figure out how you want to get past him. Yeah, Um, I have I can cast a dark spell and just turn off all the lights, get past him, conk him out and get up there. I have night vision if we want to do a wombo combo here. We could do a wombo combo. I like a wombo combo. I'd love that. Would you? Do you want to knock him out or do you want to... Um, <laughs> would it be funny if you like scared him away? Yes. So I think the, the kale combo is casting the dark spell and the uh, the snargle combo is sneaking up on this guy and, and putting the spook in him. I would say that kale's thing is going to be standard uh, three difficult... Um, you are using petty magic to cast a dark spell. Okay. I'm going to try and use seven dice. I successfully did it. Tell me about this dark spell, Kale. Yeah. Already, uh, we're getting some like electricity surges based off of Lady Blackbird's cell. So I think I'm going to tap into that. One of the surges, one of the flitters stays dark and it's a little too dark. It's a little darker than it need be, I guess. Perhaps normally there's some emergency lights that just like also went off this time and the guard can't see his hand in front of his face. And I motion, or I like nudge Snargle to go do a scare. Snargle being sly as he is, uh, tiptoes up behind this guard. I, I have bluff languages trade speak. I like that uh, in that canon along with ability to warp shape, I think like warp vocal cords and like able to emulate or modulate his voice fairly um, significantly would be fun. Uh, I just got to think of what steampunk people are afraid of. Like, I don't know, like electricity. Yeah. Your outfits look stupid, actually. (laughs) JK, we love it. We love steampunks here at Many Realms. Um, Yeah, I don't I think languages is probably like you're probably all speaking a shared common language, but bluff and trade speak. Absolutely. Fool, it is I, Jeremiah Boopa. Uh, <laughs> Not Jeremiah Boopa. I, I who died in the cogs of these walls, and now I haunt them when it becomes too dark. I have come to put you in the cogs. I tickle his ankles. <gasps> oh, a nasty sir. <laughs> All right, roll it. I would even say, if you're okay with this, Kale, that you could give um, Snargle a helping die since you're kind of setting him up with this darkness spell. Yeah, for sure. Because this guy's terrified, he's in the dark, and you're like walking up to him with night vision. Um, I would say this is like easy challenge level, so you only have to get two successes. Okay. 
So I got five, and then I'll just add three from my pool. All right. Got to spend money to make money. All right, we're good. Jillian, tells me, tell me what happens to this guard when he hears this dire message from Snargle. Uh, I mean, he was already trembling in his boots, right? Like, I think he lets out like a very high-pitched shriek uh, and faints. <laughs> <laughs> This guard is just downed on the spot, slumped against the iron railing of the floor of this hallway on the Hand of Sorrow, and the chute is clear for access. Kale, you feel your captain, Cyrus Vance, slap an approving hand on your shoulder at your excellent magics, Um, and though it's dark, you can tell he's got his trademark grin. Thanks, sir. I sneak up behind Kale and and tickle their ankles. Kale, you giggle. (laughs) Yeah, like that. Stop it. I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go jam these. Um, this is my voice now. I was going for something else, but. Now it's this. Now it's this. Um, I gotta go jam these, these right. signals, and I'm gonna climb up and try and sabotage. You are climbing out onto the surface of this airship and all around you is breathtaking blue sky with shimmering miasmas of pink and purple as you look closer centerward towards the star that these planets and asteroids revolve around. In the distance, you can see flecks that might be other ships or planets or comets. You, of course, are a seasoned uh, adventurer on the owl and none of this is new to you, but it's always refreshing to feel the air in your lungs to see the winds whipping about the stars shining in the distance uh, and you set yourself to work jamming your hands onto whatever greebles and handles and dials you can reach you start to pull yourself over the surface wind whipping at your outfit until you find the radio module how are you going to sabotage it so i think i have something for this I always have a few key items with me, so I can produce any common, simple item at a moment's notice. And you know how common and simple a signal jammer is. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a little bit of a makeshift thing that redirects the signals so that they just sort of scatter and they can't catch any like consistent radio wave anymore. So what they would hear is like, you know, like radio scanning, like we'd go from whatever they're searching for to like a z- 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 now we have the top 25 steampunks. Out. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, that's the thing, Jim. That's the thing about these steampunk cereals. That's what I say. They're just too sugary for our kids. Everyone do one. Um, do you like a used airship salesman? Come on down to airships, 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 where Crazy Jim is going to sell you this used airship for prices you can't even imagine. <laughs> Jelly, it's you on. <laughs> this is so good. Oh, God. All right. Okay. And uh, here we have Ren on the phone with us. You are the the comms with us. Whatever. Hey, what's up, Leslie? Uh, really, really glad to be on the show here with you. <laughs> yeah, you're lucky caller number nine today. And that means that it's yes. your turn to spin the wheel. Oh my god, Lizzie, I've been waiting every morning in my morning commute in the sky to spin the wheel. Let's do it's it. It's your lucky day. You say when to stop. Here we go. Oh, jeez, I don't want to go too fast. Uh, stop, 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 stop. Wah, wah. <laughs> 
Better luck next time on Spin a Wheel You Can't See Because It's the Radio. <laughs> anyway, so should I roll something? Um, uh, yeah, I think you've got uh, sabotage mm. makes sense to me. Yeah, so I have base of four, right? I'll spend like two on top of that, so I'll have six. I think this is difficult just because you are not working on a piece in like the comfort and safety of a ship. You're on like an external ship that's flying through the air. So I think it's like a simple hack job in like an extraordinary climate. I got three fours. Is that enough? It sure is. All right. So that that happens. The, the exercise we just did is canon. And we get to keep it in the episode. Great. Thank God you succeeded on that roll. <laughs> Yeah, you can see the little amber light pulsing on your signal jammer module that you've clamped on. So you know that the signal is being scattered across the wild blue. From down in the hallway of the Hand of Sorrow, you can hear shouts of consternation coming from the bridge. Um, It does seem like whatever issue was occurring in that engine room seems to have leveled off. The ship isn't rocking violently anymore, although the red alarm lights are still on on the far ends of the hallway. And you watch as Kale shimmies back down the chute ladder with a big smile on his face. All right, everyone, we got to get back to the owl. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Up and at him. You want to head to, I guess it has some kind of like carrier deck where the owl is like, I guess if you are an Imperial cruiser and you have to like take in entire ships, you probably have some kind of deck for that. So it's the biggest part of the ship. It's right at the rear. There's a big like, you know, when the door goes like, spirals inch iris inch Mm. aperture it's like that big one of those in the far entire rear wall of this deck uh you can see as you head up to the door that the owl is there it looks like they haven't done anything to it yet besides of course escorting you off of it and throwing you in the brig but this place is swarming with guards There are a couple that have been stationed to watch the entrance to the owl. There are a couple that are chatting right at this kind of, there's like an overseeing platform on this deck that you're about to enter onto. And there are two guards there that are sipping their tea and talking. Um, And it seems like there might be one or two more guards or mechanics on like a catwalk that rings the top level of this deck. So this place is dangerous and we better do some cool shit in order to get past all these people. Um, besides you, Lady Blackbird, you hear the familiar and comforting sound of your bodyguard, Naomi Bishop, cracking her individual knuckles. Mm-hmm. I think we should have taken the spooked guard's outfit and weapon. Mm-hmm. This would be a great time to play some dress up. Who's going to wear it? I mean, disguise is one of my main shticks. Key of the imposter. For sure. And and I, I, I want to run in like as the spooked guard and be like, the, the, the fugitives. Are you trying to give them a particular message or just like distract them? I don't know, gang. What's the what's the, the deal? I would love to have some of them leave the room. Yeah. If you tell them like we're headed to the deck or something. Hmm. Yeah. I just want there to be fewer of them here to mm-hmm. fight. Cool. So your, your goal is to get at least probably the two on the landing that you can immediately talk to out of the room to go check on the prisoners. Okay. One for normal, one for cunning, one for disguise. I would say because you are wearing a, a excellent disguise of the guard that you can mm. bump this down to easy. Yep. I will. I will spend one for my days to roll five dice. All right. Two successes. 
Whew. Lady Blackbird, you charge onto the landing, uh, attempting your best impersonation of an Imperial Guard, and you tell the other guards standing there that the prisoners have escaped, that they're running towards the bridge, and that they need to be apprehended at this very moment. As the guards turn and sprint through the door, not waiting for Lady Blackbird to follow them, they pass the other four of you behind, say, a large piece of equipment or some appliance that's bolted into the wall, the five of you, like, pressing into the shadows of these darkened halls and hoping as you hold your breath the guards won't notice you as they sprint single-mindedly in their direction. And through the porthole of this door, you see Lady Blackbird smile and beckon you through with her hand. You only have a few moments before the guards who are, like, guarding the entrance to the ship notice that you are, um not <laughs> the guards that were just staying there a second ago. And there's kind of the above guards that are trying to uh, keep an eye out as they do their rounds. I'm going to say that um, Naomi Bishop, your bodyguard, volunteers to climb a rickety looking ladder up to the catwalk and have a chat with the guards up there. But otherwise, I want to know what the plan is to get these two guards who are sworn. Their only duty is to make sure that no one enters the owl without proper authorization. How's Snargle doing? Snargle's a uh, big chillin'. Uh, well, not big chillin'. We're <laughs> uh, Snargle's getting a little uh, worried because one of his other things is that um, he he uh, has the key of conscience, which is that he doesn't like to see even enemies suffer. So, as things are getting dicier and dicier, he's sweating a bit more. Mm -hmm. Better make sure you hit that key. Are there any other ships here? I don't think there are at this time. No. Is there anything large and glass? I don't know about entirely glass, but there is uh, the console. There are some like fuel reservoir tanks back here. I have a spell called shatter. Okay. And I feel like if I shatter the fuel tanks, um, that might be enough of a distraction that we'll have time to get on this ship because their priority is going to be this new fire hazard. Okay. Let's uh, let's shatter some fuel tanks, Kale. I can only roll five because I only have one left. Great. Whoa. How hard is this? This is, honestly, it's at least difficult, if not challenging. You're a petty sorcerer. You're not like a core magic user and you're trying to disrupt this like massive fuel reservoir. Can I help? I wish you would. I Can I channel magic? Yeah. Good. Well, I will give you one of my die. Danke. And I give you some of my raw magic energy for you to put into whatever form you like. Thank you. I'm going to put it into breaking stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think I think I think we just do like a cool like double class panch. Yeah. Love that. And I got four. Nice. You cast your shattering spell, and it's empowered by Lady Blackbird, who is of course a Stormblood sorceress. Duh. And so a huge like. I feel like I described tanks rupturing the same way. Why do we rupture so many tanks on this show? There's like a huge <laughs> groan as the metal starts to split and curl, and then like a pressurized gout of uh, thick, smelly black fuel launches, spurts out of the front of this reservoir. A lot of it douses the front of that owl, which is maybe not great or like good for the finish. But also a lot of it, Nickelodeon Gax, the guards who um, are kind of at first slammed to the ground by the weight and pressure of the fuel. And then as it kind of dribbles out, uh, are able to get back up. But they are standing uneasily in this tarry mess. And while they are very like distracted and maybe a little bit bruised and confused, there's not a ton of features in this room. So it's only a matter of time before they wipe the fuel from their eyes and see two sorcerers standing on the landing 
uh, and are able to connect the dots as like your sparkles still kind of dance around your outstretched hand, Kale. From above, you hear the sound of a pained whimper, almost like a cat mewling, as Naomi dispatches one of the guards above, and she says, If you'd like to hurry. I'd love to hurry, personally. Yeah, hurrying is the thing to be doing. We all go sprinting for this ship. These guards are slippery. They look bad, but they're still, you know, present. And one of them is trying to wipe enough fuel off of his pulse rifle to aim it squarely at your skull, Lady Blackbird. Mm-hmm. Um, Snargle, you're seeing a lot of violence happen right now. Yeah, uh, sweat's forming on the brow. Because uh, normally I want to like administer some type of first aid, but uh, the timing is just not not there. I feel like he's maybe like wincing closing his eyes you know for like a second and then opening to like get his bearings and then closing again like trying to because he can't do anything about it trying to just like wish it away for a moment the torment and temptations of snargle how are we getting past these guards i'm a guns blazing girl surprise i'm gun girl again whoops it was gun girl the whole time (laughs) it's my secret i'm always gun girl you have the gun that you pulled off of the uh the guard and you're wearing their armor, so maybe you have a split second of advantage as you approach. If you shoot first, you don't have a problem. <laughs> That's true. They said that about Han Solo. Yeah, so I'll make an athletic roll with shooting. That's like three normal dice. How many do I need? To step through the fuel and shoot this guy who's kind of like getting back to his feet after being fuel. I would say it's standard difficult because you're also watching your footing. You know what? Let's spend all of them. Fuck yeah. Fuck. It's like two successes. It's rough. Lady Blackbird, you step forward attempting to maintain your balance in the worst of this kind of puddle of odorous fuel that Kale has spilled out all over the floor of this deck. You attempt to raise your pulse rifle and take a shot. It's not a gun you're super familiar with because you just took it off the guard a second ago and the sights sort of betray you. The shot goes a bit wide and um, the other guards take a second to pounce. The first one finally gets his gun clean and raises it and points it at all of you. The second one tackles you from the midsection and like a like a curling stone, <laughs> you go ricocheting across this fuel slick floor of this deck. This guy- it's a slip lunch- and slide. You, <laughs> that's much better. Like a human slip and slide, which all slip and slides are. You <laughs> go sliding across this deck. He wrenches the uh, gun out of your grip with one hand and he gives you a beefy paw to the head with the other. Above, you hear Naomi give a cry of pain and you watch from your angle on the floor, Lady Blackbird, as she's launched from the catwalk onto the roof of the owl and she lands with a heavy thud. She, her head like snaps back and she sees you on the ground uh, upside down and weakly she croaks out, are you all right, my lady? <laughs> I, I will be. <laughs> Kale, Snargle, uh, what's going on? Is there a clear path now to the owl? There's still one guy in front. You said it's a slip and slide now? Or? I, it's getting slippy and slidey. I'd like to run at the guy and go for the old uh, slide between his legs. Get get to get to the owl. Max Keeble's big <laughs> steampunk adventure. Yeah. Okay, I think your, your goblin traits will come in handy here. Okay. So what am I looking at here? Do I have anything? I would say like one for goblin, one for quick, one for tumbler, one for making a roll, and then the pool. I think this might be challenging because he's got a gun kind of pointed right at you. I'm rolling everything anyway, so. Okay. 
Three four baby. Oh, uh, and I will immediately be using um, secret other lucky break, which is once per session you can keep your pool dice when you succeed. So go ahead and use them all. Nice. You've expended your lucky break for the session. Tell me what happens as you slide between these guys' legs. Uh, as as chaos is is increasing and increasing, uh, reaching a uh, steaming boiling point, I I sense an opportunity in the chaos to to slip through this this final guard who is presumably trying to still get his bearings. And the last thing he probably expects is a three foot tall goblin to come sliding in between his legs. He didn't get the memo about who's been captured. That's the first thing I suspect. Uh, and so before he can really realize what's going on uh, and make sense of it, uh, as he's looking down, he sees the smiling face of, of small snargle as he slips through between his legs and maybe maybe gets a bit tripped up just so it's not like I go through his legs and he would just turn around and shoot me. Maybe he gets like tripped up for a moment in the oil that perhaps Snargles left behind in his in his slick. And uh, he, yeah. he makes a beeline for his, his, his baby. Daddy's home to the Daddy's owl. Daddy's home, baby. Yeah, I think I could buy you even just giving him a sort of like non-lethal trip, a tug on the boot or whatever sure. as you go by. Um, classic Snargle bowling. Yeah, what I'm really trying to get to is like painting the high octane scene of like I'm getting the ship like off the ground, turning on the guns and just like like turning this to absolute chaos. For sure. Snargle's got the the stairs unfurling and he's clambering up into the deck of the ship. Kale, you're still separated from the owl by this guard who is uh, slipped but getting mad and Lady Blackbird is taking a bit of a bait in over on the side you can see Naomi Bishop is on the roof of that owl she's climbing down but she's injured Cyrus Vance is behind you and he seems very worried about how much of a thrashing you're all taking you guys need to get away from these guards and onto the ship as fast as you can what do you do so I gotta dispatch this guard I'll just fist fight since Snargle kind of opened you up for a good punch by getting him on the floor, this one's going to be easy. So two successes. Oh, can I stomp? I was looking to see if that was like a tag. And I was like, you don't have stomp. But no, like, but yeah. I do have dirty fighting. <laughs> Honey, when you get into oil wrestling, it is by default dirty fight. You don't have to worry. <laughs> I got one a pass. Only one success? Yeah. Oh, no. You go in and you get into like a horrible tussle with this guard too. He, uh, you're a dirty fighter. He's covered in fuel. He's a dirtier fighter. He lashes out with his uh, heel and hooks you behind the leg, and you both go down. And the two of you are in a oily scrap. Nice on the floor of this landing bay. Cyrus looks back from where he's guarding the door, and he says, "Oh, you've got to be kidding me!" Uh, as he sees basically Snargle getting on the ship and like the other two of you just getting pounded on by these guards. Lady Blackbird, how are you going to try to get this guard from off of you? Maybe I say something clever like, you need to lighten up and then try and shock him real good. You are trying to blast this guy in the face. He's on top of you. I would say easy. I would say easy. I want to roll six dice. Two. Nice. Once again, the, the hand, I think this time, curls into a fist, and it's like a lightning-powered punch. Nice. He, you can see, A, the cartoon shape of a skeleton, thank God. B, he sort of does the, like, and kind of flies off of you a couple feet and lands in a pool of fuel and sweat, uh, shivering and, like, passing out. 
You get to your feet, attempt to dust yourself off, and then you realize you are literally slick with like disgusting smelling stinky fuel. Um, and you see Naomi Bishop has climbed down the owl. She uh, has dispatched the guards on the catwalk, but she's taken a bit of a licking. She's got a split lip and uh, what looks like the beginnings of a promising shiner. And she uh, crosses over to you and she places a hand on your shoulder in what seems maybe like it's supposed to be a protective way, but is actually like a, can you hold me up a little bit way? And she says, um, sorry, I didn't get here quicker. Happens. Kale, how you doing? Um, I want to try uh, to pu- punctuate my um with a elbowing this guy in the nose. Do it. Oh, I got three that time. Nice. Um, I think you break this guy's nose. Blood starts issuing from it, and he rears back, cussing, cupping his face in his hands. And uh, you manage to scramble to your feet. And, and Naomi Bishop says, "That's a good lad." Yeah, I think. I think we're good. Cyrus lowers his gun and he says, it's been long enough. Let's go. And you all trundle onto the stairs where uh, Snargle is on the bridge of the owl. He's got the ship powered up. The engines are whirring. And I think you said, Snargle, that maybe some of the ship's guns are like descending from their holsters at this point. Yeah. All the systems online getting ready to go. Uh, I like like Gatling guns that fire some kind of like thermal based weaponry. Has like some heat to it, and just kind of as they rev up, do like a full kind of oval shape cutout, and then just fly straight through it, punching the hole through uh, this this scored uh, <laughs> part of the ship through guns. Nice. Um, I think this is going to be a roll, probably with your sky sailor trait. Right. Uh, of a regular difficulty to sort of break through this, you know, reinforced Imperial hatch. You know what? Let's just make sure we, we get out of here. Let's just use my entire pool again. No. No? <laughs> I got two successes. How many dice did you roll? I rolled eight dice. Okay. Um, I do think you get through the door. Like, I don't think that's the problem. I think the issue with the failure is that the owl is going to take some substantial damage when you do. Okay. So you drop the thermal weaponry. They carve this, like, Gundam pre-molded plastic snap kit piece out of the door. And you launch the owl through, perhaps with, like, a, a quip, as you do to the rest of your crew. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome on board, Owl, with service from me, Snargle. Please keep your hands and arms inside the vehicle at all times. And if you experience any turbulence from firing high-powered thermal weaponry, well, that's all part of the ride. And with that, the Owl launches forward, smashes through the entrance to this deck. Uh, Deep gouges are scored in the hull from the edges of this hole that you've blasted through, Snargle. And one of your thrusters, you can hear a loud snap. And you think to yourself that it can mean nothing good. But at the same time, the rushing air and the brilliant blue light of the wild blue flood around the cockpit. And all of you breathe a sigh of relief as you escape the clutches of the Hand of Sorrow and continue on your adventure. Sweet Natasha, look about you before reading this letter, for it contains more secrets than appear at first blush. Northfire, my loyal ship, awaits your presence. From where I sit, it should only be a matter of days before I can hold you in my arms once more. 
The last trick is finding me, my love. Asteroids plague the remnant, so you must be cautious as you are swift. With any luck, you'll have evaded any imperial detail, and only the natural dangers of the wild blue will stand before you. The only other hint I can provide is that the path to me has been made clear to you already. Purple is your favorite color, you once confessed to me. Flowers of lilac, lavender, puce, and plum are ready in my stronghold once you have found your way to me, my blackbird. Yours, waiting in agony, my heart in chains, searching the skies with eyes of fire. Uriah Flint. What I would like to do now is what's called a refreshment scene, um, primarily because it's the way you can refresh all of your dice pools, which I'm sure are quite depleted now after your um, high octane action sequence. So you can refresh your dice pool back to seven dice by having a refreshment scene with another character. I think we're just gonna do like a group one. I think that you have a nice kind of high tea aboard the owl to celebrate your success, to recover. You've all taken turns in the cramped, crummy, tiny shower on this like smuggler ship to cleanse yourself of gallons and gallons of gross fuel. You've changed, you've refreshed yourselves a little bit, and now you're sitting down to some cucumber sandwiches a nice pot of tea. So let's get social. Uh, I need to talk to Kale. Yeah, what's up? Because you're the mechanic, correct? Uh, yeah. Kale, we are losing altitude while we sit here and enjoy this tea. Um, I think promptly after finishing, we should probably go see what's wrong with uh, uh, Engine 2B. I know. I like, I'm on it. I just, give me like two minutes to... Kale... The owl is crying for your help. Listen, 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 listen. <laughs> the owl will shut up for 10 minutes and then I'll, I'll fix it. It's okay. Okay, also I just really want to quickly, just so you know, um, like Snargle isn't like a hideous, uh, uh, you know, a goblin. Goblin, I feel like is just, it gets a bad rap and it should not. Uh, he is like got big doe eyes and is like three feet tall. He's kind of cute as a button. <laughs> Snargle cannon. Cyrus Vance, the captain of that owl, uh, sighs, and he says, Yeah, it'd be best to, to mind to that as quickly as we can. Losing altitude's no good out here. We're not too far from the lower depths, and that's the last place we want to find ourselves with a busted thruster. He looks to you, Lady Blackbird, and he says, Now what precisely is our plan once we reach the remnants? Well, Uriah and I always had, like, a, a meeting spot. It's been some years now, but I, I reckon... I reckon he'd still be kicking around there. And if he's not? He'll he'll be there. Now the remnants are a big place. How exactly do we find ourselves to your little meeting spot? I pull this like heart-shaped locket out of my blouse and I open it up and it's like some kind of clockwork mapadilio thing. Good old Uriah gave me this. Thought it was uh, a nice gesture, but it didn't come with instructions or nothing. <laughs> You set the locket down on the tea table, and yeah, when it springs open, like a little contraption extends a tiny pole out, which unfolds and then unfolds again, uh, increasingly fine workings of gears and tiny discs and little dangling sparkly bits. And you can see a sort of rotating uh, image of like a section, a tiny section of the remnants. And you can see inlaid with like the finest golden filigree, the one planetoid that is your secret hideaway with Uriah that's been indicated on this map. And Cyrus says, 
So is that all? We just need to fly through the dangerous remnants until we think we can recognize this particular section of it and then find a, a rock that, of course, will not be actually gold and just sort of squint until we can make our match. Well, it's not like I've never been there before. You gotta trust me. And besides, I hired you because you're the best ship <laughs> that I could find. Well, I've trusted you so far and it's gotten us thrown in the brig of the hand of sorrow, so you'll forgive me if I'm a little bit cautious. Well, sorry about that. <laughs> There's only, uh, there's only so much I can do without waving my name around. I know as well as anyone a desire to get out from under the thumb of the Imperial Guards. I don't blame you there. Count Carlo, you were fated to wed, is that right? I. What sort of a man is he? A boring one. <laughs> <laughs> and your taste runs more towards the Pirate King himself. Yeah, I'm Lady Blackbird. I live a life of adventure. I'm Lady Blackbird. Have you not heard of me and how cool I am? <laughs> well, if you ask me, all humans are a little bit boring. Naomi laughs. Yes. Yes. Kia banter, baby. <laughs> Kia banter. <laughs> Whatever that does, I hit it. You can take uh, either an XP or a uh, pool to your dice pool. A dining pool. I'm taking that dice pool, baby. Fuck yeah. Take that. She smiles at you over the sandwich she's eating and she says, what brings you to the life of a smuggling ship pirate then, is it? It's a dangerous line of work, I should think. Well, therein lies the answer to your question. Thrill Seeker? Thrill Seeker. It's so fun. It's so fun. I mean, even right now we're plummeting towards the ground on a trajectory to our deaths and we are sitting here drinking tea. It's just so wonderful. I'll get to it. She raises her eyebrows and she flashes a look over at Captain Vance, who's like, good help's hard to find. <laughs> at this point, there is a huge thud. Uh, something hits the bottom of the ship with violent force and the high tea is upended. Uh, the pot spills everywhere. The sandwiches go flying. Snargle, you try to snatch as many out of the air as you can. And uh, Vance stands up and grips a railing on the side of the ship and he says... Kale, why don't you see to that thruster now? I'll go see to the thruster. Uh, I get it, I get in the pilot chair. Yeah, yeah. Everyone resumes their stations. Um, Lady Blackbird, you probably uh, stand with Snargle and start keeping an eye out as the uh, distant form of the remnants kind of starts to rush and fill the cockpit, uh, like a like a scattering archipelago of like tiny little islands. Some of them covered with like grasses and beautiful forests. Some of them barren. Some of them look like they have the remains of like small campsites. It's uh, kind of like haunting and beautiful. And you also notice that you're really kind of looking at it from an unfortunately low angle. You have been losing altitude since you left the Hand of Sorrow. And as you get lower and lower, you are approaching the dense layer of fog below the wild blue that is known as the Lower Depths. The Lower Depths are opaque, they're difficult to navigate, they're home to sky squids. And um, they, the gases are toxic, so it's not a place you want to hang. Can I also note that for the record, now that Lady Blackbird is no longer dressed as a commoner, she put her cool pirate outfit back on. So she's a nice puffy blouse and like a hot underboob corset. Hot underboob corset. Kale, you jog over to the thruster and you can see that it is well and truly fucked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> something funny, sir. Uh, you're in a dangerous situation. The counterweight propulsion system has been snapped off and I think maybe was left on the hand of sorrow as you took off, which means that there is nothing keeping this side of the ship from actually 
holding up into the wild blue. So you continue to lose altitude and you could swear that from the bottom of the porthole uh, located at the thruster, you could see a large silhouette shifting in the gases below and you could maybe swear you see the flailing of a tentacle. I think part of my laziness is um, because of a bit of an earned confidence. So I think I have like a store of parts that I've stolen from other ships over the years and I have a few spare cantilevers that I can attach to this part and I want to go and I think quickly get it fixed and as soon as I'm done go back to the engine and see if I can give those a boost too to see if we can get an extra jolt back up. Yeah I think fixing this just with the parts you have on hand is going to be challenging. I'm gonna maybe I'll go for the whole 10. You're gonna roll 10 dice? Yeah. Six, seven. Seven successes? Seven successes. Holy shit. All right, Kale. Um, this is your big moment. I want to know how you fix this, and I also want to know how it simultaneously deals with the sky squid. Yeah. I'm putting this back together, and I think I see some kind of... Hmm. Oh, the ship still has, like, a little covered in oil, right? Yeah. Here's what it is. The broken part is drenched in oil right? Mm -hmm. It's already a little flammable because it's a mechanical part. I set that aside. I replace it, light a match, and then I set this thing on fire, throw it down at the squid, and there's a big explosion below us that also, luckily, the air from that explosion helps us lift up just a little bit. Incredible. Yeah, you sort of like kick this flaming ball of machinery down like the disposal chute, and then everyone on the ship hears this huge explosion, and then also a sort of like deep, reverberating, uh, disgusting kind of animal groan, like hundreds of kilometers below you. Uh, Snargle, you see a, a flailing tentacle with smoke curling around the edges fly in front of your cockpit, and you veer out just in time and weave around it as uh, everyone gasps and probably Vance uh, swears a blue streak. He runs back to where you are, Kale, and he sees the uh, the fixed thruster, and you tell him what you've done. And he says, uh, that's good work, lad. If we survive today, I'll make sure you get a raise. That's all I really wanted. Thank you. Uh, Although I bat him off, you can see I'm like swelling a bit with pride. Yeah. But I want to nonchalantly sit back at the tea table and grab a cucumber sandwich. I think you can, you're marking your key for eternity, right? Okay, key for eternity. Um, the ship pulls up, the thruster is fixed, and you enter the remnants proper. These these islands and planetoids are kind of whooshing past the ship, and Snargle, you kind of ease up on the gas as you start to very uh, delicately maneuver through these areas. It's difficult to say if it'll be, you know, possible to figure out where this secret hideaway is. I mean, there are hundreds of islands scattered around in this area of the wild blue. Lady Blackbird is kind of peering at this little heart compass mechanism that Uriah Flint gave her, but it seems like there must be some trick to it or some secret knowledge required because otherwise uh, you could spend hours, if not days, just circling around these islands looking for the right place. Snargle, your little like radar starts ticking and you can see that there's something big closing in behind you. And in your steam rearview mirror, right. uh, you can see the hand of sorrow uh, looming. It, as soon as you left, instead of returning back to Elysium for proper maintenance, has decided to make 
um, an extreme U-turn and hunt you down after all of the damage that you caused to the ship. And you hear a message come over the intercom. It is Captain Hollis. He says, Well, we finally uncovered the little gift you left on our radio module. This is Captain Hollis of the Hand of Sorrow. We order you to surrender yourselves and your ship at once. You are outmanned and outgunned. I repeat, this is Captain Hollis of the Hand of Sorrow. Surrender yourselves. Cease the movements of your ship. You will be processed by the Imperial Consortium and justice will be dealt. Uh, I pivot to Cyrus, the Captain of the Owl, uh, with my, my finger hovering over um, uh, our, our pivot the guns to face button and look to him for direction. Captain Cyrus Vance swears and he shoots a look over at you, Lady Blackbird. He says, can you find this place in the next 10 minutes? Well, I can darn well try. Cyrus looks down at you, Snargle, and he says, you always were a thrill seeker, like you said. Yes, you're right, but Lady Blackbird, I think you should make it something more like five minutes. And I press the button, and uh, I think that's key of banter. Uh, 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 sure. Uh, I, uh, I, I I press the 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 button, and on the ship, uh, these guns that are on swivels uh, turn an exact 180 and pivot around and uh, perhaps while this this broadcast is still up or this this audio whatever it is they you know these these thermal uh steam bullets start flying out in the direction as uh i mean what's the terrain like i guess i'll start going down or looking for cloud cover or something to that effect you know it's like an asteroid belt that we're about to fly through oh great so you got to do like the like the star wars like it's very that. Uh, if you do go into the, that is like a maneuver is to go down to the gases below. But the thing about it is that the um, the gases are very like corrosive and will damage the ship. So it's like a bit of like a. Well, that's fine. Uh, We're going to go for play. that. Uh, uh, that's what I do. So sorry, is your maneuver more to kind of like begin engaging fire or is it to like dive down into the clouds? Uh, both at the same time. I mean, <laughs> I'm snargle. <laughs> You're talking to snargle here. <laughs> okay. It, well, so I think you, I think both of those are rolls with results so i think you should pick which one you want to kind of prioritize either uh, going down is more important you then should make a roll specifically for heading down to the lower depths to try to evade the hand of sorrow okay okay uh so that's then three uh what is this is a standard or is it difficult i think this is difficult this is like the most treacherous part of the entire region okay well then let's uh let's take Four, so let's go for this. So I have to get four of them? You have to get four successes. I got five successes. Fuck yes! Snargle, you wrench the steering column down and the ship nose dives into the murky clouds of the lower depths. Around you, all of you can feel, it's almost like how like the pressure would increase as you head towards the bottom of the ocean, except it's more about the 
the intense, like corrosive chemicals of these weird noxious gases. So it's like you can see like rivets swell in the seams of the ship and like the paint on the exterior edges of the porthole starts to like curl inward as this disgusting miasma starts to like eat away at the ship itself. Snargle, you're holding on both arms locked uh, in a tight grimace as you attempt to keep like the buffeting clouds of gas from keeping you off course. And you look back to see if the hand of sorrow has followed. And it hasn't. It's already uh, got an exposed hull because you breached the hull a lot with your guns. So it doesn't want to take the risk of letting all the gas on board. It's going to try to follow you on a surface level. Right. You can see it's kind of uh, heading up and sort of doing low, gentle waves and trying to keep your path. You're probably sinking deeper into the cloud to disguise the ships as much as possible. But that's when you see rising ahead of you that familiar shape of the sky squid. So you're kind of stuck between a squid and a hard place, as they say, where the Hand of Sorrow is above you, as well as the sort of raging asteroid field of the remnants. And in front of you is the squid that is lurking forward and now fully pissed. In a second, we'll, we'll resolve it, but I want to know what Lady Blackbird is doing at the tea table, um, trying to figure out how to locate Uriah. Mm-hmm. As, as an educated lady, um... And also someone who's, you know, got places to be and things to do. Lady Blackbird can't always be with her Pirate King lover. So they exchange letters back and forth pretty frequently. And I think that the key to unlocking the, the like, map pendant locket thing um, is somehow coded into these letters. So I'm, I, w- I would like to try and decipher those. Yeah, go for it. I think I can see some things in cunning that might be applicable here. Yeah, I guess this is cunning. All right, I think this is standard difficulty. Yeah, okay. Um, I am going to spend five dice. No. It's a failure? <laughs> One success out of the whole fucking pool. <sighs> yeah, I, yeah, so I don't think it's that you... I think maybe the failure is like not figuring out the solution but i do think you're able to start you're like realizing that there is a code and you're starting to put together the meaning of these letters you've kind of shoved all of the remains of tea to the corner of the table and you've spread these papers out naomi bishop is leaning over you trying to support you as this ship like weaves and wobbles in these buffeting torrents of gas as snargle tries to outmaneuver all of the many things snargle has to outmaneuver and just when you are like Oh, yes, I see. If we take the location mentioned here in this letter, when there's like a huge thwap as Snargle veers around another tentacle and the letters go flying around the cockpit of the ship, you let out a yelp and you fall into Naomi's outstretched arms as she stands you back up and she says, There you are, my lady. Step up a lip. Uh, Snargle, this, this squid is getting closer and closer. Uh, is it in front of us or behind us? It's in front of you. Great, because I'd like to be uh, in a semi-game of chicken, and what I'd like to try to do is, it's like, it's like has its kind of its tentacles are more so overhead, so it's almost starting to like eclipse the sky for us. Okay. But it has maybe like a little bit below it because you know, like you said, it's hot. It's it's not great the lower you go, and I'd like to try and go like basically to like floor level at the cost of like both ship damage as well as like just heat so like everyone's gonna start sweating for sure and all that type of stuff i think but try to like go under this 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 squid in this this moment all right 
You can try it. If you fail, I think there will be some serious consequences here. That's what I love to hear. Uh, what's the difficulty? Probably high. I think this one is four challenging. Okay, let's just give it all I got. Do you want help? Well, I got it. If off the roll, I did there. <laughs> I, I rolled everything I have, though. So uh, in terms of, I guess, how that functions in the narrative is, you know, I think the ship should be damaged in that in some way, even though successful, that makes it so that Snargle cannot continue because I literally actually as a player cannot really continue except for like a last ditch effort that would be without any of my pool dice. I think from a, a spectator's perspective, anyone who happened to be camped or hiding on one of the rocky aisles that make up the fragments, they would see the owl dip and kind of flirt with the poisonous gases of the lower depths and then when the hand of sorrow appears fully dive deep down maybe the person would recognize the telltale smudges of the silhouette of a sky squid beneath the clouds but then they would see the owl go lower and lower until it completely disappeared from view and that person would assume fairly i should think that the ship is a complete goner that if the squid didn't get it the gases and pressure of the lower depths would and that person would be quite surprised a few seconds later to see the owl launch out of the lower depths, its hull scraped and boiled down to the like core sheet metal that builds it up as the exterior has been eaten away, rivets kind of melting, the whole thing limping back up to the surface like a dolphin that's been under for too long coming up for air. And they might also see, if they looked closely, how the pressure launched a huge spiderweb crack across the front of the ship, letting in the poisonous gas of the lower depths. They might even see, if they had very good vision, the captain of the ship, Cyrus Vance, lunged forward and grabbed the passed out pilot Snargle, who had inhaled too much of the poisonous gas of the lower depths, putting a gas mask over the goblin's face and launching him out of the pilot seat, taking it over himself, pulling on his own gas mask and trying to bring you back up to surface level. Kale, you catch Snargle as he is thrown backwards by the captain. He is choking and coughing. He's in and out of consciousness. The gas mask is ill-fitting over his adorable doe eyes. He's in a terrible state, and so is the ship. Uh, Lady Blackbird- put your mask on before helping someone else. <laughs> put your mask on before helping your goblin pilot. Everything's really bad. We need to land. The letters have been scattered. There's some kind of code that I'm picking at. Yeah, I don't know. Do you do you get to try again? On the code? Yeah. You can, certainly. Yeah, sure. Okay. Because I, too, am in it to win it, and I'll roll everything I got. <laughs> um, can I, like, look at the code with you and help you out with per perceptive? I'll take perceptive. Maybe just even finding a letter that got caught somewhere. Mm-hmm. Can you roll up to, like, 13 dice? I don't see why like, not. Like, if you have... Okay. <laughs> Well, yeah, with with just the with just the ten dice I have, I already have five successes. All right, Lady Blackbird, you gather all of the letters back as you emerge from the surface of the lower depths. Kale brings you a couple that you missed that were trod underfoot, and you place them back down on the table. And suddenly, the code that Uriah used becomes clear to you, and you think that you're not too far from the place you need to be. And it's at that time that. Cyrus Vance trying to pilot the ship through a broken windshield full of noxious gas with his ace pilot lying unconscious in Kale's arms crashes pretty badly into an asteroid. The 
ship gouges a huge ditch through the soft soil of the surface of this planetoid. All of you go flying about the ship. The lights go dark for a second. Then they flicker back on and the landing gear descends uh, sideways. You awkwardly climb out of the ship and find yourself on this barren planetoid, the brilliant blue sky of the wild blue above, the fearsome, mysterious purple fog of the lower depths beneath you. You are not far from your meeting place with Uriah, but you don't have access to a ship. And in the distance, you can see a thumbprint on the horizon that you are starting to suspect is the Hand of Sorrow. It's bad straits for this crew. Um, yeah, I don't know. I am I spent all my days to get that success, and <laughs> it seems like everything got worse. That's where we're at. Snargle, I think as you've been taken out of the ship um, and been able to breathe proper air, you might be able to start to come to as well, if you have any uh, means of assisting in this. So we're kind of stuck on a rock and we need to make it to another rock that's floating, but we have no way to get there. All right, I got a plan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as a goblin, <laughs> Snargle, as we know, has warp shape. However, he also has glide. Uh, Snargle uh, wants to change into a glider by uh, his arms basically extending, you know, like, like two or three times their length and then um, becoming a bit thinner so they're able to actually catch wind, not unlike a sugar glider type of situation. And then elongate his body, especially at the torso, and from his ribs, two individual ribs on either side extend, forming kind of grips for uh, as many people as we can manage to to grab and hold on. So it's like a really oddly put together humanoid uh, like paraglider or whatever. Okay, now let's roll for that whole thing. I think you, as you mentioned before, like the warp shape thing is a thing goblins can do very regularly. And I think there's like not any physical impediment to you doing it now. So I think it's easy. Let's see how easy it is. All right, by the skin of my teeth. I got two. Okay. Um, Snargle, after a few minutes of uh, breathing in the fresh wild blue air and recovering from your daredevil stunt in the lower depths, you climb to your feet. Um, and so you do what any goblin would do in the situation and you turn into a fucking paraglider. Um, <laughs> I think... <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that uh, it might make the most sense for like just the closing scene if um, Lady B is the only one who who grabs your love handles and kind of takes to the air. And with like a sort of delicate leap, you launch yourself into the remnants. And it's a very um, if you weren't being chased by an Imperial cruiser and on a desperate hunt to find your like missing love, this would be a beautiful like experience like no other you're dancing through this asteroid field as they blur and whiz around you and following the little locket you wear around your neck towards the shimmering golden planetoid in the center of everything and it takes a few minutes a couple of tries with snargle but then you land dancerly on the surface of this planetoid and you see uh, a little cave jutting out from the surface Standing in the mouth of the cave, you see Uriah Flint, the pirate king, and your lover. Uh, because you're going to do that, I'm going to say that I 
I, I'm going to say that I kind of like collapse and just like, I'd rather that, you know, I'm not like standing watching this conversation. I think that like, <laughs> I would rather die than third uh, wheel. Uh, yeah. Than third wheel. Uh, no, but I think, I think like, I think that this is like a d- weird transformation, perhaps and, and also given his state, like it actually was like quite harmful and damaging. And so he like, yeah, collapses rather from pain or just exhaustion. I think those lower depths gases did a number on you snargle. Yeah. Yeah. Lady B, take us out. Yeah, I I sprint I sprint to my love, the pirate king, and I hope that <laughs> he picks me up in a spinning hug. He does. I think I think when when he sits me back down, it's been a minute, yeah. It has. <laughs> Would you marry me? I shall. <laughs> You're not gonna believe the day I've had. Where's your ship? Crashed on another planetoid. Long story, love. <laughs> it always is with you, isn't it? <laughs> I should hope so. <laughs> he picks you up, just like fully carries you into the cave where he has his own kind of stealthy Pirate King cruiser parked, uh, where he's been waiting day and night for you to receive his message and come join him. He deposits you in the passenger seat, lays Snargle in the back of the ship, just tucks him in, gets him all snargly, and he hops in and cruises down to the asteroid where the rest of the crew and the owl lie. At this point, the Hand of Sorrow is hovering overhead. You can hear the vibrations of uh, the captain, the commander's message ringing down through the air, but... um, Uriah lands the ship deftly. He opens it. It's a tight fit. It's a little cruiser meant not for more than two. And Cyrus seems uh, deeply, deeply unhappy to leave the owl behind. Although also kind of impressed to meet the Pirate King, which is like, he's cool. Uriah says, I'm sorry for your loss, but we'll have our chance to reclaim that ship. Don't you worry. And Cyrus nods. He guides Naomi into the ship as well. And you all perch down behind Snargle as the uh, cockpit dome closes over you. The ship turns, activates its thrusters, and the Hand of Sorrow eats your dust as it jets out to the far end of the remnants, past where any Imperial cruiser dares to go. And the crew of the Owl, Lady Blackbird, her bodyguard, Captain Vance, his mechanic and his pilot, live to fly another day. Thank you for listening to Many Realms. That was once again Lady Blackbird by John Harper. I hope you had as much fun listening to it as we had playing it. We'll be back in two weeks with another one shot. Until then, take care.